like poison in a baby's bottle. Church, awaken from your slumber. Father, I thank you that as this word goes forth, Lord God, eyes are going to be opened up to see. Hearts are going to be opened up to understand exactly what the Spirit of the living God is doing right here, right now, today. For you did not call a church to be a dead church, to be a silent church, to be a church that hides in the background, a church that's full of fear, but instead you've called us to be soldiers on the front line. You've called us to be on fire, and you've called us to take positions of authority, for you have trusted us to bring forth your kingdom here on earth here on earth Amen. when they remove dr seuss books from the shelves but they promote they push the gay bcs to be taught in our preschools listen i'm going to tell you some things that maybe you don't already know some of you may already know about them but it is important that from the pulpit you are taught the right thing we will not be ashamed of the gospel of christ we're not going to limit our speech based on someone that says hey if you preach the bible you're preaching hate have you heard that because if you haven't heard it, get ready because that's where we're at and that's where we're going into more and more and more. But I'll tell you right now, we need to be the church on fire. We need to be the church that's unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ and is going to live uncompromised lives, right? We will not tolerate mixture. We love all people, but we cannot be, we cannot be turning blind eyes to things and, and being silent because you've come under a spell, a spell that dubs you down and keeps you silent and is robbing you of your identity. Robbing you of your identity in Christ. Oh yeah. So when they remove books like Dr. Seuss from the bookshelves, but they promote books and theology of the gay BCs to be taught in our preschools. Guys, this is taught in preschools. We need to wake up because the devil is trying to poison the baby in the cradle that you've been rocking. How many moms are in this room or grandmothers in this room, right? How about how many dads? The baby in the cradle that you've been rocking, this system is trying to put poison in the very baby's bottle. We're talking preschool. We're talking preschool. It's terrible. But God... It, it's terrible. That is true. But God. So this is the suggested. I, I read this article and it said even from starting in children four to eight years old. So four. That's preschool. We have a grandbaby that's almost four. Four. That's preschool. So starting in four from age four to eight. They are promoting books that contain, like I just said, the gay BCs instead of Dr. Seuss and books like that. In other words, B for bi, bisexual. C for coming out. D is for drag, like drag queen, story hour. N for non-binary. Q for queer. On and on. This is being taught in the preschool. It's shameless, it's dangerous, and it is an indoctrination. Yet they're considering, they're saying this is normal and what should be done. You guys know that we have, a, we have our grandbaby and she's just about four. And recently, her mom put her in a preschool, part-time. And we checked it out and it was a Christian preschool. 
Um, I went to go pick her up the other day from preschool. Uh-huh. I know. He's like, uh-oh. I went to go pick her up the other day from preschool, and they handed me a packet. And they said, oh, here's the packet. And uh, they said, and I, because for the changes of the school. And I said, what changes? And they said, oh, we sent an email out. I said, I didn't get any email. Probably my daughter got the email. I didn't hear about any changes. What, what's going on? And so she goes, she goes oh, the, the school has been bought out. So there's going to be a whole name change and everything. I said, wait, wait, wait. A name change and it's been bought up, bought out. She goes, yeah, so here's the packet and then needs to be filled out, all the forms, blah, 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 and sent back in. And I said, so basically you're telling me that this is no longer a, a Christian school. And she looked at me and she goes, yeah. And I looked at her and she goes, but we're all Christians here. And I just looked at her. I took the packet. I'm like, no way, no how. You've had a lifetime of choosing what you need to choose. I already knew. She told me the name of the school as well. The minute that I heard the name of the school, not that it, the, but I knew in my spirit, oh no, oh no. So I went home, of course I researched, but of course I found out what I had felt in my spirit was absolutely 100% correct. Absolutely not. It is, a, it is a school that's, it's now a public school, and it has the public school agenda. Ba basically that's what it is. It is now a public school. It has the public school agenda. I went to their website, I went where it said education, dropped down where it said story time, and looked at the books, which they conveniently provided for me the titles of the books here are some of the titles uh, things like this Johnny likes to wear tangerine dresses and then it goes and explains how you know bisexual and and that we need to promote this because you don't want anybody to feel bad when Bob wants to be Sue not wanting to hurt Bob's feelings because they are individual people with their own identity you can choose who you want to be boy or girl two daddies and two mommies LGBTQ plus this is the kind of stuff that they're teaching four years old and the thing is this, so I asked my daughter, I said, hey, did you get an email? She goes, no, I don't think so. So she went looking and looking and looking. She finally found the email. And so she reads the letter and she sends it to me, that letter. The thing that was disturbing was the craftiness, the sneakiness. The letter had nothing, that we are a Christian school and we feel so confident that we are, we are passing on this school to this new company. We know that we are putting you in good hands. Oh, it's like a diabolical lie. And if you don't have discernment, you're going to buy it. Because, you know, you're going to buy it. You're going to be, oh, okay. Because, so that the part that was really disturbing to me was that, was the, the, the deception, right? And so obviously, so when I, go, when I went to go pick up my grandbaby, because um, Jesus said it's not going to be till like next month, right? Or so, about a month and a half. So I went to go pick up my granddaughter and I said, and I know this teacher, and I know she's a strong believer. And I said, so are you going to continue to work here? And she goes, maybe for a little while. And I said, what's your withdrawal policy? And she knew. She's like, uh, so that, that baby's being pulled. You better believe that baby's being pulled. Yeah. The minute that my daughter came home, I told her right away. And she goes, let's write the letter. We're writing it right now. So guess what? It's done. No way. There is no way. You know, we'll find someplace else. But that, you know, it cannot be. So we've got to realize this is like putting poison in a baby's bottle. Yes. This is like, and then you're going to pay for it on top of it all too. Yeah. You're going to pay for it on top of it all. So we know it exists. We know this, this is the curriculum, it's the agenda out there. But as parents, and as, as believers, we need to know what's being taught in our school system. We need to know what's, what's going out, or what's going on around, and we need to actually have a voice. Yeah. 
right? You can't be silent just because they say, well, you're being insensitive. You cannot be silent just because this new agenda is becoming bigger than than some of you like it feels like it's becoming bigger than than even some of the christian churches well it's not going to become bigger because god is above all of this and he's already said that it, the gates of hell shall not prevail against his church right but that means his church has to rise up that means his church has to actually realize wait a minute when there is this this is a threat to your very babies and grandbabies and grandbabies babies i'm telling you we got to wake up and we have to have a voice and not just play dead just because it's out there. So what am I saying? I'm saying this. Speak up and make sure that when it comes to you, your children, your family, your circles, your places, you know what? You have to say something. You know, and I know some of you are going, yeah, but I work and we've got HR and we get in trouble and this and that. God will give you wisdom as to how to speak, when to speak. Of course he'll give you the wisdom and you'll listen to the Holy Spirit. But you cannot hide and you don't. The thing is, it's a spirit. The thing is, is that this is a spirit that wants to muzzle. Right? It wants to muzzle Christians. It wants to muzzle you. It wants to tell you it's a new normal. It wants to tell you that this is the new. Okay, how about, how about the current president saying, you know, trust in the government. How many, of you heard, how many of you read that or heard that? Trust in the government? Are you kidding me right now? No, no, thank you. I will be putting my trust in the Lord my God. We don't put our trust in man. I don't care who's in the White House. We certainly don't put our trust in man when they're, when they're putting all this demonic junk out. But we put our trust in who? We put our trust in God. Amen? So this is it. When the church preaches God. God's love, God's unconditional love. All of this is true and all of this is good, right? But when the church preaches God's unconditional love, but they fail to mention that there are consequences to sin. Amen. That is when we have an unbalanced form, a weak form of Christianity. Amen. When we don't teach there are consequences to sin and the fact that there actually is sin. Then, right, so, you know, because now it's like, oh, no, this is all neutral and this is all what they feel. It's a new norm. No, no, no. Though there's nothing new under the sun, though there is nothing new under the sun, we are still accountable to live by the word of God. How many in this room would say, I'm going to live by the word of God. I know this is my plumb line. I will not deny the truth of God's word because it's a living word. It is God's word. It's living. It's active, right? It's sharper than a double-edged sword. God is, I've told you many times, many, many times, I've told you that this is the best time to be alive. It's the best time to be alive because you know what? Right now, there's wheat and tares being separated. The wheat and the tares being separated. And so right now, it's the true remnant rising up and saying, will you stand up and have a voice, a godly voice? Will you stand up? Yes, speak love, but don't just get caught in that love sloppy agape. Make sure you know that if God's brought somebody in your path, let me tell you something. Then if he wanted you to speak truth to them, truth, the Bible, to them, and you don't, then you know what? Their blood will be on your hands, and I don't think you want that. I don't think that you want that. So right now, what's happening, and I believe this very, very strongly, I believe that God is saying, in this day, in this hour, God is building up strong believers. Believers that are really ready to say, you know what, Lord, no matter what it costs, no matter what it takes, I will stand for truth. No matter what. Because you know what? You don't have moves. You see what just happened, right? That move of the Spirit. I mean, radical things are happening, but God is entrusting 
radical things to happen to those that are actually trusting on his word. That are not going to be double-minded. They're not going to walk one leg in and one leg out, right? Amen. Amen. And so what I believe is that God is saying here today, are you ready to step into more? Because I have so much for you. So much. But you can't let the world taint the way you think. We cannot let the world taint the way we think. For the gospel, Jesus shed his blood. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to 2 Chronicles 7.14. 2 Chronicles 7.14. It says, the word says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Right? So here he lays out. He says, I will hear, I will forgive, and I will heal. I'll hear, forgive, and heal. He says, I'm, I hear when you pray, when you humble yourself, when you seek my face. I hear you. I hear you. I forgive, and I'm also bringing healing. Our land needs healing. Our churches need healing. Our, our families, they need healing. Because a lot of our kids, a lot of our children, have bought into this system of which I'm speaking about, right? In the mindset, they've bought into a mindset. And so we can't compromise the truth just because maybe some of our very own in our own homes have bought into this lie. It's a deception. It's a deception. And so we are to pray. We are to pray. And if we humble ourselves, when we humble ourselves, when we pray, when we seek God's face, let me tell you, just like that one young man, that I, young, young boy, that I had said that God hears your prayers. Your prayers availeth much. I'm decreeing that over each and every, every one of you because this is what the word says. Your prayers are availing much, but we can't get, we can't grow weary. Do not grow weary in well-doing, right? We're going to receive a reward if we don't quit. And so what I love here is I get to encourage you from the pulpit. I get to encourage you. I get to encourage, and we get to encourage one another to say, you know what? Iron sharpens iron. And so sometimes it may be a little scary or threatening when you're listening to all this stuff out there, but I'll tell you right now, you're not alone. God has put you in a remnant. He has put you in a family, and together we're going forward. And so what if the cost for going forward was far, far more than anything you've ever experienced? So be it. We've got to be people that are saying, Lord, if it's imprisonment, if it's fines, whatever, losing of jobs, Lord, we are not going to deny the gospel. How many believe that no matter what, God will provide for you? God is going to provide. He's our provider, and we put our trust in him, right? And it's when the rubber meets the road that we have to say, Lord, no matter what, even if I'm afraid, even if I feel a little bit conflicted because one of my children, one of my, a child is doing this or whatever, even if there's all division, I will seek and serve you only. I will not bow down to a demon. That's what this is. People bowing down to demons. They're, by, they're bowing down to world systems. And calling it church. Calling it Christian. Calling it, calling it Christianity. Calling it okay. No, no, no. So we have to know the word and we got to live by it. Amen. So it's important that I bring these things to us because we need to have a strong church that knows so we can pray. So we can stand above. We're above. The Bible says what? We're above, not beneath. We're not below, right? He says, I've blessed you to be a blessing, right? He says, I've blessed the, the fruit of your womb. I've blessed, blessed the work of your hands. He's very clear. God's very clear. But that means that we walk according to the precepts of God. 
God's love is unconditional, but his promises have a condition of obedience. Amen. That's good. Because sometimes people think God's love is unconditional, so therefore I can do whatever I want and claim the promises of God. His promises have conditions. We're not earning. It's not about earning your salvation. This is not about earning favor. This is about loving Him so much because of what He's already done for us that we recognize, Lord, what can I give you? You've given me everything in your Son, Jesus Christ. What can I give you? Lord, teach me to be obedient. Teach me. If I'm not, teach me to be obedient to your word. Teach me. Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit, let, the, let me be grieved when I'm going down the wrong path because I want to walk. I want to be a representation of your love here on earth. I don't want to have this mixture that God didn't provide for me, but the world is trying to taint and put on me. Right? A mixture? Oh no, 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 no. But the, by the power of the Holy Spirit, he is, he is causing you to rise up in strength and have clarity of mind right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And I decree right now, wherever there may have been compromise or confusion or even a little bit of, of, of just agreeing, maybe stepping into some of it. Maybe you used to be stronger about this, but maybe now one of your loved ones, you know, because of a situation, maybe now it's not as passionate. Maybe it's not, you're not as, you're not as fervent about this. Maybe Maybe you've just decided to just not talk about it and it's costing too much. Well, in the name of Jesus right now, I decree that we're rising up as one. I would ask you to lift your hands up. We're going to pray corporately for a moment here. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, I ask right now that you cause us to be strong for you. Bold, bold. The righteous are as bold as a lion, Father God. And so, Lord, we will not compromise. We are not going to bow to a demon or a world system, which is demonic. We will not. Father God, right now, I decree an increase of God's strength over them right right now. I decree right now that they have the mind of Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus, every single one of them, the mind of Christ. I thank you, Lord God, right now. Wherever there was mixture, it goes right now. Wherever there was mixture, I command it to go right now. I thank you for bold, godly confidence in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So the Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, Let's go to Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall do what? Direct your path. Or if you're my granddaughter, you would say, He will wreck your path. <laughs> because she has a hard time saying direct. So she always says, He'll wreck your path. <laughs> It's the cutest thing. And he will in the greatest of ways. He will in the greatest of ways. Lord, wreck us for your love. Yeah, in the greatest of ways, he totally wrecks our past. So in reality, the baby girl had it right. So we will trust in the Lord our God. We will trust in him 100%. Uh, Psalm 9, 10 says, Those who know your name will put their trust in you. Psalm 9, 10. Those who know your name. How many of you love the name of God? 
The names of Jesus, the names of God, those who know, those who trust in the Lord, those who know your name, well, they, we're going to put our trust, we do put our trust, we continually put our trust in the fact that he is who he says he is. He is Jehovah Rapha. Yeah. He's our healer. He is Jehovah Shalom. He is the Lord God, our peace. Jehovah Jireh. He is providing for you every step of the way. Never once doubt that he is providing for you. That he is your peace in the storm. That he is with you at all times. Amen. And it says, for Lord, you have not forsaken those who seek you. So no matter what may happen out there, we've got to remember the Lord will never forsake us. People will forsake us. The Lord will never forsake us. And that brings us confidence and, and, and it brings us, you know, security. Now I want to go over to Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17. And, and this is to do with what I had said about when our current president said that we're, you know, put your trust in the government. Yeah. How many of you guys heard that? Some of you? Put your trust in the government with a very clear face. You just... Wow. Jesus. Help us, Lord. And you know, people will buy it. That's the thing. People will fall for it. But you know what? Jeremiah 9, 23 says, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, in his intelligence. Let not the mighty man glory in his might, in his power, or his so-called power, because you have no power other than what God has given you. Nor let the rich man glory in his money, but let him who glory glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me, saith the Lord, that I am the Lord, exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. Don't ever, don't ever, don't ever forget. Okay, the Lord is loving kindness. He is loving. He is kind. But he also is judge. He, he, he he is the judge, and he will exercise judgment in the right hour. You know, sometimes what happens is you see all this stuff, and you can get a little discouraged, and you can go, my goodness, Lord, how, how long is this going to go? But I'll tell you, God's timing is perfect, and we've got to know that, that he will take care of what he needs to take care of. We need to make sure our hearts stay right. We need to make sure that we don't, we don't waver from the position that God has called us to be, which is on fire. Bold for him, walking in the love of God, not shrinking back from the truth, expecting for God's glory to come because it's here and it's moving in increasing ways. Amen? So I find it interesting. You know, you can turn to Jeremiah 17, but just, but just hold your spot there for a minute. Jeremiah 17. Uh, so I find it interesting that, you know, look at the, the power of God displaying like through... Like right now, right? I mean, God's power is always being displayed. But the increase, right? Right now, in a time where churches are being threatened, you know, some are still not even opened, you know, um, just so many, so much, so much fear, so much control, so, so much diabolical, demonic assignments being thrown your way. Honestly, it is. I, I know that, you know, even, even you know, a, a very close friend of mine that happens to be in this room um, had to really restructure their school because of this type of government involvement so that they could actually have their school be according to what they believe God has told them to do. Yeah. Right? And so 
So during a time like this, where they're, they're so trying to remove anything that has to do with Jesus, right? Anything that has to do with the God of the Bible and the Bible. Trying to remove all of that to where they, they call you a hater if you, if you give a scripture, right? I mean, we, before we're talking about, oh... Um, about being, about being censored, you know, about, oh, your, your social media posts might be taken down. Guys, we've gone way further than that. that. That's like nothing. That's like nothing. This is way, way, way worse than that. But I'll tell you, I'm saying all of this to say this. Don't ever forget God always has his remnant. His power will be moving through his children that trust him. No matter how dark, dark gets. We are the light of Christ. We carry that light. God never changes. His word never changes. And he is saying, when it looks the worst is when I display my glory the most. It's when my power is being displayed. So right now is a great time for us, everyone, to jump in and say, Lord, give me the boldness of Christ. Lord, give me the boldness. Lord, give me the gift of healing. Father God, that I would go forth because there's a world of dying people right now. There's a dying people rejected. Some of them are believers, used to be, and have rejected Christ because they were disappointed. And now God is saying, I'm anointing you for this day, this hour, to go and to reach the lost. It is critical. It's vital. It's so vital. Amen? Let, let's go to Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17, 7 says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Not the government. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Let's say it again. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord. It says that he shall be like a tree planted by waters, which spreads out its root by the rivers. It says he will not fear when heat comes. Let me tell you, when the heat's turned up, we're not going to fear. We just read it, so it's a choice. We just read it, but now we get to choose to walk in it, right? It says, will not fear when heat comes, but it says its leaf will be green. We will not be anxious in the year of drought. And it goes on and on. But jump up to verse 5. Jump up to verse 5. Because verse 5 is the, the other side of this coin. Cursed is the man who trusts in man. In themselves. In the government. Cursed is the man who trusts in anything other than God. Right? And it says, who makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. I think God's being very clear. He is very clear. It's what the, it's what the word says. So we get to put our trust in the Bible. It's a privilege to put our trust in the word of God. It is an honor to be able to put our trust in the word of God. And you're ready. You know why? Because if you're a believer in this room, God has made you ready. If you just say, Lord, you know, I can't. Some of these things are, are, are frustrating, cause you to be angry, fearful. That's okay. Because you know what? When you say, but yet I trust you. I choose you. No matter what, Lord, you will give me the wisdom. You're going to put the word in my mouth. You're putting that holy fire within me. I will not shrink back. And you will not shrink back. In the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go over to Ephesians. Let's go over to Ephesians uh, 4. That was all just the intro. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. We need it. No, just kidding. Kind of. <laughs> okay. And who we're not. That's right. Okay, so Ephesians chapter 4, we are... Um, 
11, verse 11 and through 13. It says, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. To perfect, it says, to, to, to a perfect man, to be to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So here in this passage we see the five-fold offices. Because right now we're in the book of Ephesians and I wanted to jump over there. But I had to start with what that current event thing was. I just had to go there. I had to start in that current event because it's my job to make sure that we are all on the same page. And that I'm encouraging you and equipping you. Equipping you. Equipping you. What is the job of an apostle? I just read it to you right here. Apostles, pastors, teachers, prophets, you know, evangelists. The job is to equip. It, the job is to train. It's to edify until we all come into what? Unity. Until we all come into unity, right? So some of you guys, that might be kind of like just messing with your theology. What do you mean, apostle? I just read it to you in the New Testament. I just read it to you in the New Testament. So just because it may be unfamiliar to some of you, I don't know, maybe no one in this room, but maybe somebody listening online. Just because it might be unfamiliar to you, that fa the fact is that there is apostles and prophets nowadays. Okay, we're not talking about the original 12, but we're talking about those that God has handpicked, and I just read it in Ephesians chapter 4, that these are office gifts that God has spoken, that he says, I, he says, I've called some to be, not everybody, just because you can prophesy doesn't make you a prophet, he says, I've called some to be in these offices, but the responsibility is much greater than someone that wouldn't walk in one of these offices, and these are offices that are not handpicked, they're God-picked, God is the one that chooses, God is the one that chose Paul, he says, I, Paul, a bondservant of the Lord, right, he says, I'm an apostle, I'm an apostle, a chosen by God, chosen by God, and don't worry about the baby, we love babies here. So don't worry at all about the baby. He's a Pentecostal baby. That's right. A Pentecostal baby. We love it. We love it. So number one, the, the one of the point, okay, I want to bring that point that it may be unfamiliar to you that we have five-fold offices today. But that's your problem. Because the bottom line is, is that it's in the Word of God, and it's in the New Testament, if, if even with that, and it's not just in this one place. It's all over. And so, like I said, we're not, you know, we're not talking about the original 12, but we're talking about God's appointed here on earth that are called for such a time as this to do the calling of God to equip to build, now I'm talking specifically about an apostle, to build, to equip, one of great vision, one that carries great responsibility, great authority, but great humility, because they know that the greater measure of gift given requires a greater measure of humility, because you can mess a whole lot of people up. Bottom line, put it plain, just put it plain. Right? The same is true with the other offices. God is going to entrust whether you, if God's called you into an office, we're talking about the office gifts. This is the portion of scripture, one of them, where it talks about the office gifts, right? So God, that's a mantle. It's a cloak. It's a mantle. It's a calling. The calling comes from God. And it has great responsibility. And I'll tell you right now, it's not something that you should be like, Lord, I really want that. Lord, I really want that. God knows who he calls. He knows who he has equipped 
for that. We need to be the body of Christ that's fit together, that actually knows where their place is, where they're called to, you know, and, and is content to walk in that. Because I'll tell you right now, sometimes you don't know what you ask for. Okay, I wanted to make that point in here, and the second point that I wanted to make about here was unity. It says, it says, what was the point? You know, to have these fivefold offices to equip, to edify the body of Christ, till we all come into unity. How many, you keep hearing the word unity a lot, like right now, right? Yeah, and unity is a great word. We know that, that God blesses when there's unity. God will bless when there's unity in the body, in our homes, right? God blesses and all that. But I want to I go, I want to say something else about unity, though. Because though it says unity, what they're talking about, here, let me, let me just, let me read it to you, really. So for the, verse 12, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, edifying to the edifying of the body of Christ until verse 13 until we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the son of God what is the unity unto not just faith in general but the knowledge of the son of God the unity I'm referring to is the unity that is biblical that the Bible is our foundation because some people talk about unity in the form of diversity and we don't want to exclude we want to include and they'll use the words like unity but it's not the same kind of unity that the Bible is talking about are we following? Do we know what we're talking about here? Yeah. So we're not advocating unity at all cost. I'm not saying unity at all cost. We, unity can only be true unity when it's based on the Word of God. The foundation is the Word of God. Otherwise, we have winds of doctrine. We have trickery of man. We have cunning craftiness. We have deceitful plotting at work. That's what we have. Trying to deceive the minds of the elect, if possible. Let's go to verse 14. It's what I just read to you, but I'll read it to you from the Word. It says, That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of man, and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, that we may grow up in all things. Say, I'm growing up today. I'm growing up today. That we may grow up in all things. Into him who is the head, which is Christ, Christ the anointed one. From whom the whole body, this is all of us now, joined and knit together. Say, I'm joined and I'm knit together. Mm -hmm. By what every joint supplies. You supply. God's the supplier, he's supplying through you. But when you walk in your position, you're a joint supplying God's provision here. In other words, we need everybody doing the very call that God has called you to. We need every joint doing what they're called to do. Supplying. Letting God supply through them. Right? So every, every part does its share... Causing the growth of the body and the edifying of itself in love. So the whole body. Say, I'm going to be knit together and I'm unified in Christ. And I'm just going to review a few things that we have already gone over. But, and I'm going to ask you to stand while I do so. Can we all stand up and I'm going to end with this.
that you are chosen in him before the foundation of the world. Actually, repeat it. Let's repeat it. I'm chosen by him before the foundations of the world. Right? I'm to walk in holiness and without blame before him in love. I'm to walk in holiness and without blame before him in love. I am accepted in the beloved. In him I have redemption. Through his blood I've been forgiven of sin. I have been predestined. Uh, where I am working out my salvation with fear and trembling. How many is working? <laughs> In Him I have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. In Him. The Holy Spirit of promise. You've been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Who is the down payment? Right? He's the down payment. He's the guarantee of our inheritance. Our inheritance, which is an incorruptible, undefiled inheritance. That's what we have. Incorruptible. Say, I have an incorruptible, undefiled inheritance. But we must be willing to look at what is going on all around us, outside of church, right? And maybe in some churches. And we need to be willing to be people of prayer and people of action. People of prayer and people of action. Some of you have actually been called by God to step into positions in the school system, right? In the government, city, state, right? We have to recognize that God needs God-fearing biblical people in prominent positions of authority. We're not all called to be pastors. We're not all called to be prophets, evangelists, teachers, apostles. But you're all called. We're all called to something. And we have to know, Lord, where have you created me to be the most effective? Because he has. He really has. He's created all of us to be in positions to be effective for the kingdom. So, Father, let's just pray right now. Father, we repent on behalf of ourselves and everyone else, Lord God. Where, Father, just like I talked about, the hand that rocks the cradle, God. We cannot be oblivious to the poison that's in the bottle. Thinking that if we just rock the cradle, everything is going to be okay. Father, give us eyes to see what we need to see and give us that unction in our spirit to do what we need to do. Because we need to, there is something, there's a job we need to do for Jesus and we can't turn a blind eye to it. So Lord, show us. I thank you, Lord God, for equipping us and empowering us, Lord God, to do the very will of God. Lord God, you said that the righteous are as bold as lions and so here we are, Lord God, because of Christ in us, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We will not shrink back. We are not of those that shrink back, but we are moving forward in Christ. We are moving forward. You are moving forward in Christ. You are being partnered. God is partnering you with kingdom-minded people. You're not alone. God has put you in a body of people that, yes, love, love you too much, love you too much to see you fall 
and do nothing about it. So in the name of Jesus right now, we lift up the name of Jesus, which is our strong tower. We lift up the name of Jesus. Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, that we are on fire because of Christ in us. It's all about you. It's all about you. But we say, Lord, I thank you for depositing in us everything we need for the assignments that you've given us, and we will be faithful to do your will. In the mighty name of Jesus and all of God's children said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You're on fire and you're bold for him. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our websites at Kathy Coppola Ministries at www.kathycopola.org. You can also visit us at Mighty Win Broadcasting Network TV at www.mwbn.tv. God bless.